0: Welcome to Bamcast Extra, episode 205. Wow. I know the numbers. Mm-hmm. Continually impressed. <laughs> I can tell. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. We're back. We are. Uh, this, this week, uh, we have the power to watch 1987's Masters of the Universe. <laughs> uh, the power was given to us, and so we watched it. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of Masters of the Universe, it was a popular toy.
1: It was most called 90s. He-Man Master, yeah. and the Masters of the Universe. Right. I believe when it all uh-huh. uh, was said and done. Yeah. Um, and then Canon got their grubby little hands on it. <laughs> Actually, I think the way it goes, I believe the original toy line, Masters of the Universe, cartoon, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, this movie, back to Masters of the Universe. Yes. Because I believe that was the proper order cuz I believe it's toys, cartoon, movie, cancellation of everything uh-huh. <laughs> for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, so we we were talking a little bit about this before we started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only seen this twice, this being the second time. Uh-huh. Uh, the the first time was 1987 when it came out. Sure. Uh, you are saying that you'd saw this
1: more than once. A lot. Okay. Like, I I, I don't know how many times, but a number. Okay. <laughs> probably <laughs> greater than 10. Uh, Fair enough. Probably less than 100, but greater than 10.
0: I, I remember, so I was I was 12 when this came out, and so kind of right on the cusp of, I don't care about toys anymore. Sure. But I, I do remember coming out of the theater thinking, that thing didn't have any of the characters that I wanted to be in it. Like, on the He-Man side of things. Because, mm-hmm. like, He-Man has a bunch of weirdo friends too, uh, but they only throw his other two human friends into this. Uh, probably for budget reasons, but, you know, he has a bunch of weirdo friends with dumb pun names as well, Uh uh, and a fucking battle cat and, uh... Shadow wizard and.
1: You yes, know a shadow wizard. That is how I would describe Orko, is well, the, the comic relief shadow wizard.
0: By that I mean he's a wizard and there's no. He's yeah. got nothing. He's just
1: a shadow. Yeah. When, it, when the cartoon cameras roll, he's all giggles, but then when it cuts away, he's just fucking Necromancer Supreme. He's just over there sacrificing. Hey, Battlecat, I just need a little bit of your blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, they kind of have a stand-in for that character, because they probably couldn't figure out how to make Orko work Mm -hmm. uh, in this world. Um, But, uh, yeah, so anyway, this is, okay, so it's a canon film, so that basically means everything but the kitchen sink is going to be thrown into this, and some parts will be okay, and then they'll probably run out of time before they can actually tell the story proper, and just be like, goodbye, everybody. Yeah, that's (laughs) Um, accurate, yeah. Yeah. so uh Stars you know our our favorite Dolph Lundgren mm-hmm. <laughs> as He-Man uh who is probably maybe the least important character in this film for the most part like he, there are large sections of these film where of the film where there's no He-Man in it.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird because like in watching it now I'm realizing just how much they didn't really bother trying to do anything like canon to uh masters of the universe (laughs) proper and really just were like i feel like the director was just like yeah but i i really wished i'd gotten a chance to make flash gordon instead because like and i mean like the 1980s flash gordon like he Uh you know like really seems inspired by that because i mean if you think about it like flash gordon is supposed to be the biggest hot shit deal in that movie but it's like the way that movie actually really treats him is just like yeah he's he's good he's not the, he's not perfect he's just right. uh, maybe a little bit better than everybody else but like and that's and key man never really feels like a superhero he's just like he's no. he, you know other than like he's not wearing any clothes really it's like <laughs> you know other other than you know that it's like he's Dolph and he's like you know six whatever and built obviously in the 80s but yeah. it's like you know it just seems like yeah I'm, I'm i'm hot shit top commander dude i don't have like impervious skin and magical powers i'm just like i'm i'm, I'm good at shit because yeah, I think he fires a gun more than he does, like, swing a sword in this, really. His sword is barely used. He yeah. comes
0: across at, well, you figure, like, he's going to be snapping dudes in half, mm-hmm. and, you know, when he picks up a thing, he's going to throw it across the world. He, he, the movie gives off, like, a Hercules vibe, like, oh, he's going to throw this bear into the stratosphere, you know, sure. that kind of thing. He doesn't have that kind of strength. He no. doesn't. He should. He's, he's fucking ripped and huge, and sh- but anytime he's in a battle, it's kind of like, yeah, he's probably going to win at the end, but it's not overwhelmingly so it's just it's it, it's odd it's it's a whole weird thing because they're just like all right we're in Eternia and stuff is happening and now whoosh we're we're not there anymore
1: yeah it, it's it's strange just because like I'm not I I look I had a lot of the toys I watched the cartoon which I realize uh-huh. now is fucking awful like I mean you know yeah it's one of those you cartoons, can't go back to it yeah you it's cannot. one of those cartoons <laughs> that just has like no value like even less than like transfers and G.I. Joe I feel like because it's like you realize it's like the the Lion the Lion Lion Cats, the Thundercats and He Man formula was just like, Hey, put your uh character alone, but because kids can't stomach silence, just have them talk to themselves all the time. And <laughs> since they were like mostly shows about one dude and not a team of dudes, there uh-huh. would just be long stretches where well, there's just got to be dialogue, because otherwise the kids will tune out. So it's just it just seems like a crazy person walking around but as an adult. You're like, what the fuck? What? Shut the fuck up! Like, <laughs> but anyway, I, I digress. But yeah, i, I would say like this is weird because like this feels like this is like their end of Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi moment where they're like, hey, you know, like Skeletor is basically all but one when this movie starts, and like, yeah, uh, you know, the forces of good are like pushed back. To basically losing, and I don't know, Hail Mary here, you know, so that's what this movie is basically about. And, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a strange take for like a first movie especially when you know they had the balls to have a post credit scene where they're like well, no, we're gonna make another one and it's like uh, yeah but you started at the end of the story like if you thought you were gonna make another one why didn't you start the story at the beginning like right <laughs> I don't know just
0: yeah because they start it's just like hey uh, Castle Skull and things and Skeletor's bad and anyway let's I, let's, let's join the story already in progress
1: <laughs> look I'm not saying it's a masterpiece if it's a set it's not a masterpiece of a set but it is a far more grandiose set than it seems to warrant in this movie the the castle Skull throne room and thing that they have built it's it's i'm sure impressive. it's re- impressive sure there's it's, a lot of it's probably stuff. recycled from some other movie but no i think it was yeah. custom built for okay. this I, th-
0: I think they said at some point it was like the largest set ever wow. in ter- on this lot or whatever yeah. but like in terms of stuff like in terms of just things going on and pro- production. In mm-hmm. terms of production stuff, this movie is filled with production. Oh, for a canon just, movie,
1: it's crazy. Like it, Yeah, you know. I mean,
0: there are effects and makeup and weird-ass vehicles and mm-hmm. kind of stunts and green screen. And there's just something in every scene where there's something happening. This movie's never boring. Right. Absolutely never boring whatsoever. It's just... It's a canon movie. It's like, from a story standpoint, it's not going to satisfy you. And it's it's for kids. You know, it's not really for us. So, you know, going into it thinking like, oh, Dolph Lundgren's going to fucking murder fools. You're not going to get that. But just in terms of, like, people doing their
1: craft and making a film. Yeah. There's a lot of it in this movie. Well, that's why, I mean... I'm surprised. I didn't read any backstory. I mean, as much as I saw this, I didn't read any, do any homework really on like the production of Mm -hmm. this and maybe I should have, I guess, but it it seems strange to me that like they went the whole route of building that set and then were just like, nah, like we're going to set this all on earth for budgetary reasons when, if you've constructed something that large... You know, I've seen other canon movies just make a few hallways in the same aesthetic and have your people run around and do like a Death Star thing for the whole movie and just stay on Eternia. Exactly. You know, it's it's just strange to like go that far and then just be like, yeah, but that's great and all. We just can't do anything else. It's like, well, we're not asking you to just like have them reinvade Castle Grayskull and it's, you know, (laughs) like it's a siege of Castle Grayskull and it's just all on Eternia and it just seems like that's a better option and just as cheap, really.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird two-pronged thing of I think they set most of it on earth to for budget reasons, but they also destroy a lot yeah, of
1: shit. They do. Like I mean like <laughs> that's it's a strange thing because like you know, you're trained from like Beastmaster 2 and everything else like oh yeah, well, you know, to make we can't afford to make all these fucking styrofoam, you know, rocks and shit like just send them to la in modern day right. like you know like yeah. the star trek 4 formula you know it's just like yep it's a lot cheaper than making space or whatever else <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, <laughs> they had that on the crew jackets <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot cheap-
0: cheaper than making space <laughs> yeah
1: um yeah <laughs> Production crew. Production
0: design yeah. crew, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, Michael Westmore did the makeup effects, oh, yeah. which, you know, he went on and did Star Trek and a bunch of stuff, and apparently, like, the, the Skeletor mask uh, shows back up in The Next Generation. He's... Mm. The, the Skeletor mask is what uh, Worf is always fighting in the, the holodeck when he's doing his training program. Oh. They just they just repainted the, <laughs> the Skeletor mask. Mm. Nice. Which... Um, so let's talk about Skeletor for a second. Okay. Skeletor, and this is played by Frank Langella. Um, it is... 180 degrees different than the cartoon character of Skeletor, which I'm okay with because I think Frank Langella is fucking going for it. And he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the mask is awesome. I think his performance is awesome. I think that character is just like, yeah, that's exactly what this douche would be like. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. It doesn't feel like something else. It doesn't feel like another, like, oh, he's just Darth Vader or this. It's just he's his own brand of douchebag. Mm-hmm. And it's it's real good.
1: Yeah. So. All right. A little, a little more backstory on my history with He-Man and stuff like. So it's kind of weird because, like, you know, I, I grew up. Like getting the toys when I was like really young because I mean, that's uh-huh. they started in like 81, 82, somewhere around there, like yeah, early 80s. Early so, 80s, yeah. you know, I, I remember like getting He Man figures because they were, you know, they were big in the plastic, they didn't have like tiny, you know, they weren't the three and three quarter tiny things with swallowable parts. So, I got He Man's first, I think. Sure, yeah, um, you know, they were <laughs> you <can't> swallow He Man. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, they were, they, they were a bigger scale, the swords were, yeah. and stuff were bigger, they were a lot, you know, than the tiny Star Wars pistols. I, I wasn't allowed to have those at a super early age, uh-huh. um, but anyway, so. Like I was all about He Man and all the cool good guy stuff because, of course, you know you're a kid. You're like, yeah, the good guys are the good guys, and that's who you root for. And then right. like this movie came along, and I was like, I suddenly like this. <laughs> this kind of started me down my borderline goth route through life. Like I never went full goth. I and I admit about, but I de- definitely like this began to pique my interest in like actually the bad guy stuff is like a lot cooler then what's going on with the good guys in this and like their aesthetics are a lot cooler and then i you know it was like oh and what's this D, you know what's this and what's this and rice and you know i'm just saying like it kind of led me down this like you know gothish path where sure. it was like yeah okay well you know like evil stuff isn't inherently evil because i think you know good and evil is a mostly human made up concept anyway other than like basic obvious things like don't murder someone and be nice to each other. You know, like, I mean, those are obvious things, but everything everything else is just generally, like, you know, politics. The and, two and, gentries. <laughs> yeah, whatever, the, those people are are We don't agree with them, they're bad, you know, so. Uh-huh, yep. But anyway, so it was just like, hey, sometimes the bad guys have some cool aesthetic shit. And because, like, they definitely have it going on here because, like, Frank is acting the shit out of Skeletor. Meg Foster's perfect for Evil Lynn. You know, it's just like, it's like they had cool shit happening here. You know, like, and yeah. then they're, they're, like rip-off Star Wars Bounty Hunter dudes were cool. I mean, they kind of sort of did Beastman, which is a known character, you know, uh-huh. but he just looks weird. He looks like they just found, like, I don't know, just make it a, like a big gorilla suit thing and put it on this yeah. big dude. It doesn't really look like the orange guy and the sycophantic, like, character from the cartoon and shit, you know? Yeah, because
0: the toy was real orange and real fuzzy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he, and he was basically the star scream you know, it was just like, oh, yes, yeah, right. whatever you say. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I still remember how the basic st- stupid He Man voices sound generally. It's bad. fine. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I'm just saying, like, this movie was like, yeah, like, He Man's kind of sort of lame in this, and like the bad guys are kind of cool. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. maybe made me sort of two sides things a little bit. And I'm not, I know that's a bad phrase nowadays. I'm just saying, like, it made me, like, reevaluate of, like, looking at things. I'm, it's a weird pivotal movie in a, in a strange way for me. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's very bizarre. But like I said, it mm-hmm. was just like, I was always way more compelled by the, the bad guy shit happening in this movie
0: yeah well i mean they just they do assemble this team of good guys but for the most part it's not they don't do a good job explaining what they're fighting for no not really except to just get back Mm -hmm. like because they show up in california and okay so there's this the the, the (laughs) orco stand-in which is just probably the worst thing about this film is that character um come on justice for uh, guildor Whatever. I, right. If if I had to make a list of things that are terrible about this movie, that character would be near
1: that. Okay. I mean, fine. He's I, he's Jar Jar esque, but I guess like, I guess I give him a pass because you know, again, things that make me think. Like, you know, I have this despicable hatred for all things Jar Jar, but I have <laughs> some like soft spot for, soft spot for this character, despite being equally buffoonish and annoying. You know, and. So it's just like, oh, well, what happens if I had been seven in 1999 instead of 1987? You know? Sure, like, right. yeah.
0: Um, but so he's invented this this cosmic key that allows you to just go wherever, and then he's like, whoops, that was a mistake, because Skeletor took it. <laughs> but luckily I made a prototype, and they're about to get captured, and they're just beep-boop out of there, and they mm-hmm. end up in fucking, like, Whittemer, California, or wherever, <laughs> in the 80s. Uh... Yeah, and it's yeah, just, and
1: then it's like it's it's very strange because like there's <laughs> heavy-handed shit that doesn't need to be in this movie. Like it's uh-huh. it's weird because like again you come in, like on a, on a very dark final near final chapter of some characters' lives because then you've yeah. got uh, Courtney Cox who like really this is kind of like her first real mainstream thing. She had been on Misfits of Science, I know this, mm-hmm. one, but like you know. That and she was
0: in the Bruce Springsteen video. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, she got her job on Misfits of Science because of the Bruce Springsteen video, thus g- beginning this. It's like, you know, yeah. it's a strange career path, but her, it's like... Her path is odd, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, this is kind of like first time it was like, oh, hey, you know, like, uh-huh. you know, let's take her, maybe take her serious in this dumbass movie, maybe, but whatever. I, yeah. you know, anyway, so it's like she's... Working out of fast food, I can't tell. I can never tell if it's a rib or chicken place or both.
0: Like It's, it's both. Okay. It's like Jimmy's ribs and chicken. Yeah, but I mean, it's like they're,
1: they're all served in a bucket. It's it's. I, I guess that's a thing. I've never had ribs out of a bucket, but, you know,
0: I teach, thought about it teach, and teach it was like own. I would totally eat ribs out of a bucket. Yeah, like I have never I, just had like, give me a bucket of ribs. But
1: I mean, I don't know why I, I, I think that a bucket is an acceptable form of dispensing chicken, but it seems weird to me for ribs. But okay. I mean, I, I guess the only time I've ever had ribs are like at a barbecue place where it's like comes out on a platter or a plate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're fancy down here I, in the South. <laughs> or, you know, cooked it off straight off a grill or, you know, what I'm saying like, yeah, never been to a rib place that serves in a bucket. No disparity. Yeah, here you go. Just, Here's your bucket of ribs. <laughs> <So just> like <laughs> I said, it's, it was a new, new thing to me. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, she's working there, but, like, her story is, like, her parents died in a plane crash sometime before, and she's sad and basically, like, fuck this California life. I'm going to go live in New Jersey, which, you know, yeah, no. seems <laughs> seems like the back, backwards path, because that's probably where she started, because that's where the Bruce Springsteen video is probably, and now she wants to go back there, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, she's, just like, going to leave her boyfriend, who's uh, Robert Duncan McNeil, or aka Tom Paris, for, you know, you V'ger fans out there uh <laughs> look if you know what i'm saying then you're already a fan <laughs> double reference <Yes. laughs> um so, but like you know so she's just like fuck it i'm gonna leave my boyfriend and she hasn't really told him it's just like i'm, I'm leaving and he's like yeah c- cool long distance relationship and because like one of her friends at work is like you should probably like not dump him or something or maybe not leave <laughs> and yeah she's like nah fuck it i gotta leave and you know, so like they're just having like their last day together before she gets on a bus for new jersey and just like <laughs> they go to the cemetery to like so she could say bye to her parents and then like they're like hey what's this thing and they find the the cosmic key just laying in a hole in the cemetery meanwhile he-man Tila, and man-at-arms and uh not orco fell Gildor, <laughs> fell like you know a couple miles away or whatever through this portal right. thing so that's like where you get your earth connection and you're like hey what's this and he's a a keyboardist in an 80s high school band or whatever so he's like I think it's a synthesizer beep boop 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 you know it's like let me take it and chip the music guy or whatever his name is you know
0: I I, okay so I thought about this for a second and like his whole logic of this must be one of those Japanese synthesizers because it basically makes noises like a synthesizer uh-huh. when you jam on it properly and I started thinking about it and I was like you know what that's not a bad assumption in 1987, mm-hmm. because it was still like, we had no idea what weird shit was going to show up from Japan. No. This could be one of those weird things. You know, for half a second, I was like, you idiot. No, that's not a. Just look at it. It's obviously an alien thing. But then I was like, no, wait, no. In 87, yeah, you would have totally thought this must be a weird J- Japanese thing. Yeah, you had no
1: internet. Like, I mean, perfect. Ex- why I was easily able to buy this is right around the same time, uh, took a family trip out to California and went to San Francisco and went into like, it, there's a weird like line where it's like, are you in Chinatown or are you in like Fisherman's wharf? It's like uh-huh. real close to each other. So like the vendors are kind of like merge. And I, and I realized like <laughs> Chinatown is possibly a racist thing, but if people still say it, it's, I don't know, whatever. Uh-huh. But it's like, it's kind of just Asian town in general because like there was like a Japanese store and, and I had to go in cause it was like, Oh look, Donkey Kong and shit on the window. And <laughs> they had all these like imported handheld things that like, You Know, like, the best thing I ever seen was like those little uh football, like, beep boop. Uh, were they tech bows or whatever? And I think you know, like, you could get the little barely LED stand up, like, little Ms. Pac Man, you think Uh you know, like, but like, they weren't like actual screens, it was like it was just like you know, little strips of LED or uh, that would or or LCD, no LEDs that would light up basically. And I got this, like handheld donkey kong jr with like a refracting screen it's like you played it on a mirror you've probably seen it now but like at the time it was like what the fuck is this wizardry (laughs) you know like now we've seen all these things and it's like cool retro whatever thing but like i had never seen anything like that in my life like that was handheld because the game boy hadn't come out everything and it's like so yeah i went there and was like wait what (laughs) like uh, this like i can play like a real nintendo game in on a handheld like what the Uh fuck is this anyway But, yes, I'm just saying, like, I absolutely was on board with, sure, yes, I went there and saw things I never thought existed. (laughs) Yeah. So,
0: anyway. Yeah, it's actually one weird thing that holds up about this movie is Mm -hmm. that, you know, that assumption of just, like, (laughs) what is this weird Japanese thing? And then, like, everyone in the movie is like, yeah, it's probably Japanese. It's like, okay, whatever. But, so, I mean, here's the weird thing. So, like, He-Man and crew show up. Mm -hmm. and. The weird thing about this movie is that it's not a
1: fish out of water movie in any way, shape, or form. No, they're pretty much just like, stay out of sight, because we look weird. <laughs> I mean, kind of, they, they kinda they kinda know this. Like they're like, eh.
0: <laughs> Like the most reaction is obviously the the not Orco character, because mm-hmm. that thing is not close to resembling mm-hmm. a human. Right. But like He-Man's walking around wearing fucking nothing but a cape, and no one says shit. Like, no one even's like, God damn, dude, you're huge. Like, there's not even a reaction to He-Man at any point. Mm-hmm. There there should be some hype at some point of just someone just being like, holy shit, look at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's not that. He just shows up as just like, hey. And they're like, uh, hi. Uh, anyway, we gotta go. <laughs> so. Well, um, for
1: half a second, like, okay, so the rest, the rest of the story is, like, basically, they, they have another beep booper, and they're like, oh, they, they, we'll just track the key. It's over here, and, you know, basically... Yeah, we'll use our beep booper to yeah. track their beep booper. <laughs> and so, like, you know, meanwhile, like, because Tom Paris is, like, playing Git Fiddle on the on this thing, Skeletor's like, oh, they've turned the thing on, because, you know, I guess you punch in some coordinates on this thing, and then eventually yeah. hit the go button, and then some light sparkle, and, you know, it starts to open the portal. And when right. it gets to, to that point the first time, Skeletor is like, oh, I our tracker was waiting for that we know about where they are and you know let's get a team ready of mercenaries and you know mm-hmm. they send Beastman and blade dude and <laughs> uh actually his name's just blade i think yeah it's blade <laughs> and then there's like uh the, hand this little uh guy like i don't know he's got he's just got he's just like another little like critters looking dude and he Got. looks
0: like Snaggletooth with a fright wig. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like a Tina Turner wig on. Yeah. Uh, and then the lizard guy, I don't remember the lizard guy's name, but the lizard guy is an actual He-Man character mm-hmm. also, because um, he used to shoot sparks out of his mouth.
1: Okay. Um, Are you sure? Because there was like a merman that did that, I thought. Or no, he had the suction cup mouth. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Anyway. But they all had kids. Yeah. He just,
0: he sends his best mercenaries back and- Yeah. And they, get they murder the gym well, yeah. well they
1: murder the, the yes the or the auditorium or whatever where they're about to perform so they murder all that musical equipment and set that place on fire and then like again it's skipping ahead in the movie but eventually they go to Charlie's music shop which is where Tom Paris took it you know like hey Charlie you ever seen one of these and of course you know he's got a He's one of those guys. Like, yeah, that's seen... all Japanese. And then they murder the fuck out of that dude's store, too. Like, they, yeah. they destroy some musical equipment in that. I mean, it may have all been broken prop shit, but, I mean, it's just still... It's still, just that's
0: like, what I'm saying. It's yeah. not cheap to stage an entire no. music store and then fucking massacre the whole thing. Right. I mean, it's...
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, but, I'm sure this town was like, yeah, do whatever. We don't care, <laughs> but... I mean, it's movies today can't do that. You right. know, you look at all this shit on Amazon Prime. They like they can't even be bothered to actually go into a store, let alone <laughs> blow one up. Yeah, I mean,
1: if you think about it, like between just two Dolph Lundgren movies and The Punisher, and this, like, and two scenes, like, yeah, there's probably the most like property damage in two scenes that feature Dolph Lundgren. Actually, no, he does he show up in the music shop, or do they just wreck that shit? Yeah, I no, don't he think doesn't. He's there. No, I think yeah. yeah, I think Tom Parrish just runs away or whatever. No, that was yeah. when it was the. The cop and him. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever. They, whatever. they all get split up at various yeah. times but and various factions. So and... so basically, like, they come after, you know, Courtney Cox has been left alone as he goes to, like, hey, I'm going to go ask my music buddy if he knows what's there. And she's like, I need some time alone. And all the bad dudes basically show in and start, like, you know, where's the key? And we're going to murder you. And, and so she runs and basically runs right into He Man's arms, which, and for half a second, she's like, no, get away, weird, dressed, tall, naked dude. And then he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm He Man. He's like, oh, she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. She, like, let me put my head right on your sweaty man boobs. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So, you know, she just damsels out and he's like, I'll save you. Punch, punch, kick, kick, you know, peep you And, you know, and then it's just like, we go. to get. I key. do like when
0: they round the corner and what's her nuts is just like, he's just, he's like, we've been busy. And she's like, looks that way. And yeah. it's like, whoa, rare. I mean, what the Aww. fuck is that all about? Settle down. <laughs> Courtney Cox is well, a child.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this was intentional, but like there was definitely always an error of like Tila totally want to get in He-Man's pants and he seemed <laughs> to have no interest, which yeah. is like kind of what leads to that uh what's going on thing where it's just like you can know, text him with man at arms. <laughs> I mean, that's right. it's kind of like the beginning genesis of that besides just people probably being really high and deciding to reanimate shit like, you know, Adult Swim. But anyway, sure. but <laughs> like, I'm just saying there was always a very much of an undertone of like, yeah, he's kind of way more interested in man-at-arms isn't he
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah yeah anyway but so i'm just saying like her say that was totally on brand of like mm. damn it he man anyone but me <laughs> A- yeah anyway but yes so yeah they just run around and eventually like finally hook back up with tom paris but like now he has uh principal for back to the future in Toad. yeah james, mr james strickland
0: tolkien. is here yeah. and he's the he's the one detective in town who's trying to figure out who burned down the gym mm-hmm. and he just gets sucked into this and is just having none of it for <laughs> I, most of 95 percent of the time he's fucking having none of it i
1: absolutely <laughs> because it's it's because it's james tolkien and he can pull this off i absolutely love like i totally did, would not have appreciated this as a kid that i absolutely love the exchange that he has with Todd paris in this in the first scene where it's uh-huh. just like hey my girlfriend julie or whatever she's in there and he's like hey mister you're not going in there we swept the place my girlfriend he's like no one's in there and he's like what are you going to do you know he just starts getting like yeah why don't you do your job like why are you you writing things down just go police and then like I just love that he's like hey you're coming with me and he's like what are you going to arrest me he's like no we're going to her house we're going to find her (laughs) I just love that he's like doing like he's still in his like fuck you voice mode and he's like no we're going to do exactly what you want citizen (laughs) I'm going to personally go and find your girlfriend with you. <laughs> I'm just still going to talk to you. Like I'm going to arrest you, sir. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, really great.
0: It's weird because the they tone, just, hop, the, they, his tone does not match his, his
1: <laughs> but they hop in the car and go to her house. She's not home yet, but calls her own house and he, uh, and, uh, Tom Paris picks up, and then for some reason immediately goes into spy mode of like, "Yeah, no, Julie's not here." Right. <laughs> and Thanks I don't, for calling. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I really do, like don't know why he's being cagey with the police yeah, at this point. I don't know. Like, there's no reason to be, but no. yeah, yeah. Do I still have you. I still have the thing. Uh huh. <laughs> you <know>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and anyway, like of course, like they eventually go to all meet up there, but of course the bad guys. Show up basically too, and and wreck the shit Out of this place as well like Yeah yes. not 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 before like You know like they just help themselves Like uh not orca like goes through all her shit And just like look I found some human clothes Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Yes <laughs> We even skipped the scene where he was having Dialogue with a cow in the first town <laughs> Like they landed on Earth he's, and they're like Is this one of their citizens and he's like Let me try to communicate with it <laughs> Moo <laughs> Also, this is being played by Billy Barty, by the way. Like, he's just yeah, famous, you know, little person actor, uh-huh. Billy Barty. Just he's pretty well known. But yeah.
0: Yeah. But it seemed like a good sport, man. He's fucking going for it. Yeah. Um, eventually, like, Skeletor shows up and has, like, a parade through town.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's weird, because, like, the henchmen go and fail the first time in the junkyard, or whatever, they can't capture Courtney Cox, so then they send Evil Lynn back, and they just, like, begin this whole thing, which ultimately ends up with them, like, camped out at the music shop, that's just getting its ass wrecked because they're having a war out in the like, you know, like <laughs> I don't know if a place can get its ass wrecked but this place did <laughs>
0: this certainly did <laughs> but the, like, and I love, I love that like so <laughs> A co- like the humans are back in the storeroom yes. mm-hmm. and they act like this little tiny wall between like the front part and the back part like the back mm-hmm. part is just like I wonder what's going on out there. Meanwhile, the front part of the store is just on fire and exploding,
1: and uh, grenades and the storefront was made with the same walling materials for the Force of Nature uh, apartment complex in Puerto Rico. Right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just, like the completely soundproof, like they're just sitting back
0: there, like, well, I hope yeah. everything's okay out there. <laughs>
1: I I know we're not talking about Force of Nature, but one other thing, I just want to shit on that movie real fast, but it just since sure. I like, brought it up. The why other not? thing about the soundproofing of the apartments—there was like a Category Five hurricane happening outside, yeah. and you could perfectly hear all the dialogue. I know. Like, never once did you hear rain or anything hitting the windows. Or
0: yeah, I, I don't know why they yeah. evacuated that building because, like, it is the strongest. Yeah, I just structure to ever be built. Right. Anyway,
1: but so yes, yeah. they're just like eventually, like someone or uh, there's a whole back and forth. they are like, give me the gun because they, they basically got uh, James Tolkien's gun away from him. And we're like, no, you don't understand, like yeah anyway like it was this whole dumb thing and basically Uh like they they guilt tila into going out and join them. and when they open the door like damn there's a war going on out there it's like (laughs) no fucking shit like did you not hear that yeah yeah anyway yeah, and but, eventually, like, the... But yes, she... Yeah, Eva Lynn, like, pretends to be Courtney Cox's dead mother because they found an <laughs> article. She, like, sorcerers it up to herself and it's like, come to me! And she... And, and then totally uses the Amazing Spider-Man uh, uh, excuse of, like, no, your father and I had to fake our own desk because we're doing top secret stuff, and... Uh yeah, so, so we, if you could give us that beep yeah, boop device, yeah, we need that beep boop device. It's very important to our research. And your Courtney friends is understand. like, yeah, yeah, that checks
0: out. Yeah. Sure, okay, dead mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: and goes to get to then of course like oh hug me dead mom, and then she's like thank you very much. I'm Evelyn. She <laughs> doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm grating voices. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's real weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Evelyn. Like, you know. That's Paulin,
0: not Evelyn. Yeah, no. Um, But yeah, Skeletor finally comes through the portal and he's like, you know, cool. Uh, He's General Zod at this point. He's just all Mm -hmm. he wants is He Man to kneel. Mm -hmm. That's all he. That's all he wants. Yep. Uh, That that's like his downfall too. Is that he doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter what else is going on. He's just like, okay, first He Man has to kneel to me. And like, there's like a hoverboard fight throughout town and. You know, he kills some robots, and
1: yeah, that's the other thing they do is they make most of Skeletor's henchmen some robot creatures so that he can slice them up when he does decide to use his sword or yeah. kick, punch him, whatever. It's all in the that market. was. Yeah, that was a condition
0: of Mattel. Mm. They were like, "He Man may not kill anyone in this film," sure. so uh, he kills some robots instead. Hmm. Uh, you know, because as we all know, robots ain't
1: nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Looking at you, Mattel, when the robot apocalypse happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. But like the they're the the good guy's version of the the synthesizer thing gets fried and they're like, Oh no, we can never get back. Um and then they're like, Oh wait, Tom Paris, you're a master songsmith. You could yeah, you, you, could could, you could
1: just you could re hum the thing, yeah, right?
0: Just just beep boop out loud and <laughs> and make the thing go.
1: And then they're super <laughs> impressed that we have keyboards. You know, they're like, whoa. Oh, yeah. like <laughs> You have <laughs> resonance devices like
0: yeah it's just, yeah it's like yeah. yeah they're they're literally everywhere because yeah. <laughs> I, he has a speech at one point he's just like I'm nobody I'm just a keyboardist in an 80s you know in a, in a, in a high school band he's awfully self aware of me
1: awfully <laughs> self aware for a 1980s protagonist
0: <laughs> yeah and then I was thinking about I was like wow now there's like no this this problem could not be solved now there's like one dude left who can play keyboards <laughs> and he's on tour with sticks somewhere. <laughs> where it wouldn't be available
1: <laughs> yes there has never been a keyboard player in a band since sticks Chuck it's true it's true yeah
0: I'm just saying like anyone anyone in the 21st century giving a speech saying I'm just a keyboard player okay <laughs> sure. I'm a dime a dozen it'd be like no you're fucking rare as shit <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, he's not the chosen one. He's just the guy who's there at that moment. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess I'm the one here in town who can play the keyboard. So. Some,
1: some, you know, keyboard players get people back home to attorney and some try to kill the prime minister of Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. So they uh they all go back. Uh, Skeletor has has taken He-Man. He's Basically like, He-Man, come to me and I will spare your friends. Yeah, basically like, like,
1: hey, I've got both keys. Uh, I, I can totally murder your friends and take you back anyway. Or uh, I, you know.
0: <laughs> agree to be my slave yeah. and I will let them live. Yeah. Uh, that'll, and and that'll for a while me. there, Skeletor is a man of his word. He's like, ah, just leave him. It's the only way He-Man will be my slave and that's all that matters.
1: Uh-huh. No, I think his I think his dick move was like he's yeah he said he was gonna well because you know bad guys even when they promise you whatever they have to be a dick in some way that's just a sure. rule I'm pretty sure like it was implied that like he was gonna take them back with him but then he's just like leave them here let them rot you know yeah so he was gonna strand them on Earth basically without sure. a way to get back so yeah that's did, why Tom did, Paris has yeah, to he did have to yeah he way. did have he had, did have his d- dick uh, I don't know what is that <laughs> retort dick retort. <laughs> <laughs> whatever just the, the old My jab favorite. the 80s jab. porn star dick retort <laughs> dick jab i love them they do those political cartoons on Flash. <laughs> <laughs> they're great send them to your mom christmas uh anyway but yeah um yeah so yeah Skeletor's got he-man back in attorney and yeah they're like well we got a broken ass key because skeletor zapped all the musical powers out of it so we're fucked and uh you know like tom paris just tell him the tune he's like beep beep boop 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 yeah uh-huh. i got it and uh yeah so it yeah. goes gets keyboard and you know they et the shit out of it and
0: yeah. <laughs> too, yes he builds a weird <laughs> clothesline like you know master he's he's constructed this nice compact you know cosmic key device mm-hmm. twice now right but like on earth he's just like i don't know some wires and i don't know a tin can and here we go. <laughs> here's, the,
1: here's the other weird bit of tinkering he did while on Earth is he he procured like a 57 Cadillac or something yeah. like car. And the first time he rolls up, it's implied that he wired all the doors to open up like with a push button. And then I that never did, comes yeah. up again because <laughs> like yeah. everyone just opens their doors and gets out on their own. But like yeah. when he rolls up, he's like, boop. And all the doors open up. Like, I procured transportation, bitches. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And he does say he changed it from a you know a primitive fuel burning device to whatever right. beep bop technology he's yes. got. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So he's always just rolling around in this Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they uh, they they transport back. Yeah, because
1: uh, he and for whatever reason, like James Tolkien shows back up, which is which is a strange from a plot move because it's like you're kind of done with the antics of needing that character. Like to bring him well, along is just very weird.
0: Yeah. So like he. He came out of the the music store and was like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. And he went I, back I to the police backup. station. Is yeah. like, yeah, and it's like, I got to go get my buddies. And so he brings them all back. And for some reason, the uniform cops are giving him shit. Like that's not how cops work at all. Like at at all. Mm-hmm. But. He's just like, no, it's you know, they were right here, and the uniform cops are like, sure, dude, whatever, Mr. Strickland, you dumb son of a bitch. Uh and then he sees keyboard kid because he went to the remains of the music store to get like the one working keyboard to go plug into the beepop device. Yeah. also oh, uh, well,
1: Courtney Cox is dying now because she got in the way she saved He-Man or something and <laughs> dove in the way of one of Skeletor's uh things. Skeletor
0: is, threw some pink lightning at, at right. the He-Man I, I just and like, it hit Courtney Cox in the leg.
1: Right. It's just it's now there's a ticking clock of like, right. oh no, she's got the you know, the leg pushed. And, and right, because we haven't even mentioned the
0: sorceress who is trapped in like the phantom zone back in Castle Grayskull. Right,
1: uh, and aging, aging as a result of it because she's having her power sucked away. Right, it's weird. Like, do. okay, like <laughs> I, I know.
0: Every scene has like ten
1: things going on in it. <laughs> this is this is nothing against the dear Mrs. Pickles because I love her name, but like it's a little strange for me just from a He-Man standpoint that like they cast someone as old as her. Like, I know. No, I mean, it's like, I think they just, like, heard Sorceress, and they're like, oh, yeah, female Merlin, get that, and yeah. it's like, you know, Sorceress was, like, hot, I mean, she wore a, wore a, wore a bird, bird costume in the cartoon or whatever, but it was like, she was a young lady, maybe not, yeah. it was maybe magic, or, you know. Uh, well, maybe uh, she'd,
0: she'd already been imprisoned at this point. But for... no, what
1: I'm saying, like, in the end, when they're like, she's free, it's like, she goes back All right, to, like, she does just go back 40-ish, to regular 50-ish, you know, it's Ms. like, it's Ms. not Pickles. young hottie, you know, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm just... Nothing against the gear Miss Pickles. I'm just saying, yes. like you know, it's it's yeah. just it's a. I think it's just like someone was like, yeah, sorceress. That must be a Merlin type. know, yeah, get 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 the pickles. <laughs>
0: I wonder when she would guest on Friends as Courtney Cox's mom if they would sit around and chat about Masters of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Elliot Gould would wander in and just be like, "Yeah, it was a sex symbol."
1: <laughs> I know. Weird, right? <laughs> the seventies. <'70s. laughs> Me and Donald southern we're fucking like crazy. <laughs> Nowadays, nothing. <laughs>
0: not, not so much, but, yeah. you know, maybe the kids. <laughs> they're gonna like me again. Yeah. I'm Elliot Gould over here. <laughs>
1: uh, whoa, that was... This is the digression episode and a half right here. But anyway... So she, you know, ticking clock. Tom Paris beep boops them out of there. They, they show back up, but like Strickland shows back up, and and it's just like hey, and basically loses the uniform cups just at the last second of like hey, you're coming yeah. with me, and like grabs them just as they all like teleport back to eternity. So like, it's just this it's, Earth
0: play set has transported like the the street mm-hmm. corner goes with them. So it's it, yes. literally like a little like. 1987 Earth playset, new yeah. from Masters of the Universe. <laughs> it, it, it's
1: it's basically like a a, a Marvel Selects diorama if, it, for people that know what that is. It's just like you used to buy the Diamond Select, Marvel Select, like you know, and they yeah. would come with like a a themed little stand with shit mm-hmm. behind it. With like, but it was always like not a, not tall enough to like be as tall as the figure or anything useful. It was just like yeah. you get the general idea. There's shit back there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I just I love that. Like again, of things they had to construct is like. Well, we also need a half version of that car. (laughs) Right. Yes. We need this. You know. Like it's just (laughs) it's it's strange. Like it's it's weird in a movie like this, from a company like Canon, known for cutting every little tiny thing that they were just like, yeah, go for it. This is all our money to this, and they spent a lot of money on this. Yeah. They really did. Yeah. So and it
0: shows. I mean, it's a it's a expensive. Looking canon movie, I'll say that. Right. Yes, <laughs> um, it, it's it's weird too because like it, it was around this point where I felt like, man, this movie's really giving off Supergirl vibes. Like I really, this really feels like Supergirl to me. Although I don't like Supergirl at
1: all. Mm-hmm. Turns out
0: they were written by the same dude, so I was like, oh, all right, that totally makes sense. <laughs>
1: I'm, uh, no, I mean I like it's been a while since I've seen Supergirl, but I again, it was one I watched a lot. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to from the third actor saying you're getting that vibe because it's like isn't that when like it comes to that weird like well by one, that time I was w- just
0: feeling like this movie feels a lot like Supergirl to me okay. it's like there's things going on that no one is really questioning sure. and like the earth people are taking this all too like to heart they're just like yeah this is happening I guess we have to deal. okay let's you know uh <laughs> It just it just all felt very similar, and I understand why now because they so kind of had the same <laughs> structure because they were written by the same dude. Hilarious the dude no. also, by the way, wrote that Judge Reinhold running scared movie that we watched. That oh,
1: that <laughs> that fun weird Cuban that missile weird, crisis like, comedy. <laughs> yeah, it was like maybe uh, this is a well, it was, movie, but why? Well, is no, it's it more of the Bay of Pigs comedy because yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Bay of Pigs led into the Cuban. Whatever, it's right. it's a strange yeah. thing to center comedy around, especially with goofy yeah. ass Judge Reinhold. Yeah, this dude's writing
0: career is very strange, hmm. but anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they back, and the, then, like, all of a
1: sudden, like, the robots are, like, uh, murder them with lasers. <laughs> yeah, what they transported over here, I, we weren't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, they all just, like, hide behind things and shoot, and, you know. Do. I do like
0: that Mr. Strickland is eventually just like, man, fuck this. <laughs> just starts shotgunning those things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um... And it, it, like Skeletor has taken He Man's sword and put it like in some sword converter thing next to his throne, he's just like, it fits perfectly, and now I have I have the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, He Man just you know breaks free, Hercules is out at some point, and then he gets the sword. And it, it was weird because watching this again for the for basically the first time since I was a child, I I kind of felt like, wait, does this movie not do the thing? Like, did they forget to do the I have the power thing? Because it's very late in the game. I feel like they would have done it by now. Uh, But yeah, he does it. He goes and gets the sword and says he has the power. And uh, yeah, then pretty much like everyone leaves and the room gets dark and he fights Skeletor. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's yeah, it's a stylistic choice. But like, I I do appreciate it's actually
0: not. Go? <laughs> so what happened was is that they they had to stop filming before the ending was done because they ran out of money mm. and then a month later they got to go back but the sets had already been kind of struck so they had like the general outline of where the sets were and they just lit it with a spotlight oh, okay. and said go so yeah you think it's like well this is an interesting style choice no it was canon being canon basically okay. of just this well, movie also almost never got finished yeah i
1: mean all right so from a from a finished standpoint, it feels like a, a style choice. Only because it's like the bad guys basically the do the typical bad guy thing. Like at Evil Lynn basically walks over and is like, Yeah, fuck this shit, we're out. Like this is not this is not gonna end well. Right. <laughs> and so they basically abandon them and like, you know, everyone else is over shooting robots. So it feels like it's this like, you know, operatic like yeah. final spotlight fight thing where it's like, Oh, yes, it's, it's down to these two, you know, Batman and the Joker are gonna you know, yeah. they're equal. I mean, down to so much that they're equal or two sides of the same coin is like the original plot line that even made it to the toys and was really never even carried over into I don't think anything else except for maybe like I think there were like I think the first like attempt at a story was like Pack-in comics with some some of the first run of the fi- figures. Yes. The, um and they they basically scrapped that going forward <laughs> because like the the original story was is like there were the sword Uh, was split in two because if you look like at the original He-Man figures like one has a little notch and the other one has a hole and you could put the Skeletors and He-Man swords together and that was supposed to be like the final form of the sword and you know so really like this was supposed to be like going back to that of like you know you know these two can't exist without each other now they're going to fight to the death what the hell's going to happen. Yeah the
0: the comic didn't have any of the Prince Adam stuff and and this movie also doesn't have any of that. No it's just like he's He-Man
1: 24-7 yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep and they fight and it's, it's uh, entirely
1: possible that like they this movie could have been floating around in script land since the that original like they might have been sure. like, hey, toys are coming out. We were thinking about getting a movie together right as a script. And then some this dude right around the Supergirl era may have just hammered out a Masters of the universe script and they just used it. And it was all based on that original story for all we know, you know, right, right. I mean, because I would even make, that would even sort of make sense that he has the thing ready to go for his sword and his throne, you know, like like maybe they're like, yeah, yeah well. You know he could be complete if he could see man's sword. Blah, I blah, gotta blah. charge up my yeah. sword with your sword, <laughs> but also I need the sorceress's power. I don't know, but uh huh. Anyway, yeah. yes, they fight and Skeletor like falls into the pit and appears to die, like the emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, has a post credit like "I'll be back," but you won't, you won't be. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you won't.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, they they free the sorceress and she's like, "Thank you, I'm Mrs.
1: Pickles." <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say that at all <laughs> the actress by the way is christina pickles in case you're wondering why i keep saying mrs pickles that's not the source's name it's just the actress who plays her name <laughs> it's just a yes. great name
0: yes so, um, tina pickles yeah and uh yeah, like uh mr Strick- mr strickland's like i'm gonna stay here because i got a lady now and that's cool and i got the sweet robe
1: <laughs> yeah he <laughs> They paired him up with like some attorney lady, like real fast, because like they were like, "Hey, thanks for helping us defeat everything. Take this lady as your yeah. bounty or something." And, yeah, because even just says, gets like, a "Lady as a present." Yeah, he's like, "What a retirement, huh?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever. And, and yeah, I, and it's, it's not weird, Orko. Like, it's, yeah, it's it, you'd think it would be the sorceress who would say something like this, but it's like it's not Orko who does it. Who, I guess, his key has some. I don't know. Just this well, is well. He's a,
0: like he's like I'm gonna send you back. Uh, Courtney Cox and Tom Paris I'm gonna send you back Mm -hmm. and he's like are you sure you don't want to like go into the past or the future or do anything cool and it's like
1: yeah because I could just send you through time even though that's never been discussed up until now (laughs) right
0: and and they're like no it's fine just send us right back and then they're like in the fucking portal and Courtney Cox is like no wait do the thing and (laughs) they just they just peace out and then she wakes up in the most 1930s nightgown I've ever seen in a movie ever, <laughs> just wearing a tent from head to toe, and is just like, "Oh, my parents are alive! Yay!"
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like the, it's the, like the, the day backstory were...
0: was even worse than what we laid out because right. like the backstory was she was supposed to go to the lake with them, uh, like the beach. but then she lied and said she had to study so that she could hang out with Tom Paris, and mm-hmm. instead they got on a plane and the plane crashed and they died. So. She was super guilty about that the whole time and kind of almost tried to take it out on Tom Paris at one point and he wasn't having it. Uh, She may have no parents,
1: but she'll always have Paris.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's Uh, that weird movie thing where they've been transported back in time to... Before any of that happened, but with the knowledge that they have, so they, I don't know, have to like live the previous year again. Which, like,
1: if I was in high school, that would
0: fucking suck. I don't want to do that shit
1: again. Oh no, that would be awesome. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if like I've high always high school, high school. Yes, I have always said like I've picked a moment like like you know you know the theoretical of like you could ever go back in sure. time to knowing yeah. everything. You know, I've picked the theoretical moment to like I've locked in, and it's like uh-huh. the beginning. It's like the beginning of high school. Like okay, and because that's. That's just the chance to do everything, quote-unquote, right. You're Sure. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, starting there, it's like, okay, well, you know, like, this really isn't this hard, comparatively speaking, when you've actually seen the real world. You uh, know, yeah. suck it up, suck it up through college, you know, and then fucking coast for the rest of your life. Most yeah, college okay. graduates, you know who That's you are. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But
0: I, I think... For us, maybe yes, that seems ideal. But for right. someone who just finished high school to have to go sure. back one year and just she'll do take all it. the shit
1: again, Tom Paris might be a little missed. But I think she'll take it for her mom and dad. She seemed to take it rather hard that they were gone. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah,
0: okay, yeah. But yeah, uh, He Man has the power, and mm-hmm. Eternia is saved. And
1: yeah, I mean, right. I, I've always, even back then, I was like, I, the very, very end of this, I, I hate trite endings like this like like yeah. Ex- explorers does the same thing and i, I kind yeah. of adore explorers but that ending is just like what the fuck where did this come from <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know it's just yeah while i'm making you know sure. Humphrey humphrey bogart casablanca references just uh-huh. strange i just realized that's how that movie ends i believe too is him quoting a quote uh anyway with yep. another voyager person in that movie holy shit <laughs> Voyager's the key to everything, Yeah, <laughs> which
0: is a shame because Voyager sucks. <laughs> it's not bad. It's the, it's worse than
1: Enterprise. <laughs> what? No. I, I, I don't know. Uh, you've confused me because the last season of Enterprise is awesome, but the first three are shitty. No way. <laughs> no way. All right. Come on. Whatever. We're not here to fight about Star Trek. Okay. Even though, like I said, I just, just made some weird connection to voyager people voyager actors in the in 80s movies with very similar endings yeah robert picardo is an explorers by the way in case you don't have to he was the doctor on voyager uh-huh yeah anyway he's also in pretty much all of the joe dante movies <laughs> <laughs> he is yes uh yeah so that's basket universe um, it is yeah it's, it's a thing um
0: I, I know we just talked about it for an hour. We also didn't scratch the surface as to all the stuff that happens in it. There's, oh
1: no, 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 no. There's, there's a lot.
0: lot. The movie is just full of stuff. I, I think I keep repeating that, but it's true. It's just there's there's not long drawn out sequences of nothing happening. It's just constant stuff. I mean, to the like the movie never has time to like slow down to the point where anyone's like, "Hey, what the hell is happening?" It's just. Go 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 all the time, and yeah, Dolph Lundgren is here, and he's all sweaty and jacked, and just deal with it. Go go go. Um, it's weird. It's it's like a Doctor Who episode, but with a giant muscle man. <laughs> so, um, I I I don't necessarily think it's a great movie. I, it, it's very typical of canon around this time. This is kind of this is almost. If you look on the timeline, because Superman 4 was around this time, maybe a little after this, and I think maybe this movie's failure is why they cut the budget on Superman 4. Um, But this is kind of one of the real last hurrahs for canon in terms of we have money and we're going to spend it. Um, As far as like a spectacle kind of thing goes from the 80s, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, As far as like storytelling goes, I don't think it works, but... I don't care. I just, I, I let that movie kind of wash over me and thought this is fine. I can watch this. And you know, I, I kind of feel bad for Dolph because he's the most slighted of all the characters in this. And this was kind of supposed to be his thing, uh, his, his launch, so to speak, uh, to be a star. And that didn't happen, but it's the movie's fault. 100% because it just doesn't give him much to do. Um, but, but, I I'm gonna give it two jocks. I think it's an entertaining watch. I have a feeling when people picked this, they were thinking, like, man, that movie fucking sucks. You're gonna love that. And I it doesn't. It it has problems. It absolutely has problems. But it's pretty
1: entertaining in a really dumb way. So there. Yeah. Um I I mean, I honestly have no idea how to rate this because I mean this is just one of those sure. things like I said it's like it was a staple somewhat of my youth uh, I mean I think if I'm being somewhat logical I was actually thinking about landing around two jocks too because I have to admit that like despite like I I would fight people who try to tell me like Last Dragon's not a legit good movie like I mean you know like from a story oh, those people are wrong yeah you know, you know what I'm saying like I mean like that's I'm just saying like it's like that that's That has a proper act structure, and okay, it has goofy eighty shit throughout it, and, you know, whatever. It tells the
0: story it sets out to tell. Right.
1: About. I mean, it is it is a competently made thing that tells the story. It just happens to be set in a weird place. Like, you know, it, that would be like saying, like, oh, God, Cabin Boy's awful. It just, it's story is awful. And it's like, well, no, it does exactly what the story needs to do. It's just everything about it is stupid intentionally. You know, like, yeah. it's you know there's a difference like and i feel like this movie's is yeah it's 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 broken from a standpoint a story standpoint Like, it, it doesn't a lot of things don't make sense too many people are just like yeah okay or b- people tend to freak out or be totally okay with the situation unlike anything close to reality uh like they're just like man i'm gonna flip out about nothing and then like yeah so you're vouching for the weird alien people okay cool you know <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right yeah um yeah, people freak out about not Orko for like half a second, and they're just like, "All right, well, you know, whatever." There's a elf guy from Eternia over there, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's cool.
0: His ears move. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I mean, there there are little things that like you know feel like they're missing to make this more of an '80s staple. Besides it just being kind of cheesy, It's like like you said, it, it's it's weird because this place feels completely empty. I mean, Skeletor's forces come out of a portal down Main Street of whatever town they're at, and there is nobody. Doing, yeah. doing a gawking like what the you know like yeah, just, there's no
0: townsfolk being like what yeah. the hell's go-? it's like the town is just vacant. Uh, yeah. Like they're all moving away. Like right. they're all just like we have to abandon the town. Yeah, it's weird. There should be like a oh god, we are being right. you know taken over by yeah, it's aliens. Just, it, it's
1: it's it's just it's weird little things that I feel like they failed, and it's not you know everyone would just. Famously, pointed to this to be, you know, being such a financial disaster for canon and be like, aha, yeah, suck at Waterworld. You know, just people have that <laughs> Freud about things that cost too much and then pulling sure. their ass. And yeah, okay, yes, they probably gave too much money to somebody who was not ready to make this kind of movie, but mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just missing little things that, like, don't cost you anything extra. Like, grab an extra or two, throw them in some area appropriate garb film a reaction shot of them going oh my god you know and just like it it just it fills it out and gives you that superhero movie feel like you know you don't watch a marvel movie and it's like on the it's not the camera's on spider-man and captain america the entire time you're watching the people go holy shit they're doing heroic things because like you know you need to have that audience cipher of like holy shit they're doing heroic things and you know like right you know like especially for a kids movie you know like i said the problem with the, the, the you know eternally narrating, uh, self-narrating characters is because kids can't fucking just sit and watch and figure something out on their own or, or pe- right. people didn't think they could. <laughs> and now we realize they can. But, yeah, it's just like, you know, you need these reaction shots just to, like, feel that like you're in a real place and there's danger.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting you said that because I think one of the other things I read was that they didn't have the budget for first and second assistant directors for this. So there was no one to film inserts. Yeah. Um, so, like, the the main yeah. director was left to do all that kind of stuff, and I think he said that, you know, sometimes just stuff got left out because sure, you're not yeah. thinking that way. Um, but I, I remember feeling that throughout the film, like, there's not really reactions to things. It's just things are happening. There's not any kind of cutaway to, you know, like, oh, my God, this. You know, it's all just dialogue, action, dialogue, action, dialogue, action, and it just goes.
1: I mean, there's reasons why so many movies film around L.A. and New York, besides the fact that, like, you know, a lot of people are there because that's where they film things and also like uh-huh. you know but like you could just walk outside and you have production value like yeah you could just walk outside and be like that is an interesting looking person uh how would you like to make 50 bucks uh for like an <laughs> hour's work i just need you to like walk past our our actor here and go Whoa. Huh? you know <laughs> <Yeah>. right exactly <laughs> you know? i mean like you just need that shot like in beverly hills cop when you know like yeah, that's the opposite reaction you know like yeah. he's walking by some people and then just like what the fuck am i in the city you know like yeah you know, like i mean it's like, like it's...
0: how is there not a shot of like ladies in a hair salon and yeah, he-man just, walks ooh. by and just
1: ooh, a man
0: <laughs> <laughs> why don't you look like that harvey you know that's a of man <laughs> like i
1: see that would be even a funny joke he's a man. it's he-man <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and that joke would have been in the trailer and it would right. have been just ruined <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Well, because, I mean, they weren't above, like, having jokes like that, because, I mean, there's a point when when Teela joins the fight in the (laughs) music store, she stands up, shoots, like, six dudes in a row, like she has a (laughs) six-shooter. She could have shot them all and just been done with it if she had that kind of skill, and then sits, you know, sits down and is just, like, like, (laughs) woman-at-arms. Yeah, which is, like, you're kind of like, ah, fuck you for the line, but also, like, in the 80s you're like yeah all right girl power you know like yeah <laughs> you know like cuz there wasn't a lot of it going around
0: yeah. but it's weird because like they only say uh man in arms name once mm-hmm. and it's about 45 minutes into the film cuz like I'm sitting there the whole time, like, do they never identify this dude? Because at oh, one point he calls himself Duncan.
1: Oh uh, <laughs> no, th- yeah, he says that a couple times. He'll, he'll introduce people and say like, "I'm Duncan." People calling me Man at Arms, or, or yeah. he gives his full title, Man at Arms, Lobby Yeah, because yeah.
0: like I'm I, with my limited memory of this show, I'm sitting there's like, Men of War, Men at Work. What is this dude? I, <laughs> what's his dumb name? <laughs> yes. Did it come from a
1: land down under? Yes. <laughs> Is that where Eternia yeah. is?
0: Yeah, I was having that, that yeah. dilemma as yeah. I watched it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's a while before the other two characters say their names, and I was like, hmm. okay, which two are you? Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I know who you are, but.
1: Yeah, well, but I mean, they, they, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the lady they cast, but I mean, you know, has always been a redhead in every toy cartoon and everything else, so, you know, just yeah. you do for a second, like, who, who are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's, you know, it's fine. It's, you know, it's a movie you can watch. (laughs) It's true. That's a true statement. I I know. I'm aware. Yeah. So two jocks also,
1: is that where you're landing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to be logical and honest. Like, it's not really any better than that, but it's like, I am giving it a pretty strong, like, if you've never seen this, like, it, it deserves a viewing for just for, for canon history, 80s history. And like, I mean, let's be honest, like failed toy properties brought to life. I mean, the thing is, it's like, I I, I, I started to like mount an entire Masters of the Universe internet defense forum, you know, force kind of uh-huh. retort for this. But the thing is, is like, I know this isn't great. And I mean, you know, it's, I can't make any stronger arguments because like, yes, it's canon all over it. You know, it's like it, the, yeah. the cheapness of canon is the stank is all over it. And, and you right. can't really make a much more argument. But I would... I would argue that like this is just as, as faithful an adaptation as like Michael Bay's Transformers or Steven Sommers' GI Joe. I, T- I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean like there's not really any more or less right about those than this. I mean, maybe GI Joe is a little closer, but there's hardly any Transformers DNA in Transformers up until Bumblebee, really.
0: <laughs> I I would watch this over almost all of the Transformers movies. I yeah. I the Transformers movies are just hit you over the head with stuff and it's just i can't i can't i just can't and this movie has a little bit of the dumb humor but not there's nothing really in it where you're just like oh man fuck you movie um there really isn't like there there, there just isn't that kind of like wow the the 80s called and they you suck you know i mean it's (laughs) it's like (laughs) there's there's none of that it's it's not it's it's not that like, there, there are some 80s spectacle movies where you're just like, wow, you guys spent all this money on this shit? This mm-hmm. is just like, yeah, you were almost there. Mm-hmm. You, you almost had it, but you're canon. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, I mean, you know, we we like the break-in movies, but those movies are like, they're, they're a fucking mess. It's like, all the pieces are here. Like, you got good dancers, and you're going to save the rec center, but you're supposed to dance at them at the end, and that's what saves it. Not just they just decide to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing so you know yeah you know like ninja three ninja three is a fucking great dumb movie but that movie makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> nope
1: sure it doesn't i like your i like your break into ninja three you You've once again covered that actress's entire filmography
0: yeah and now i'm done so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i just it's it's the canon way of just like i don't know do whatever and then If you spend all the money, uh, (laughs) that's, that's the name of the next Canon documentary. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So, uh, if, if you still have a budget to spend money on things, uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash Bmfcast, give us a dollar and we will spend it wisely. Uh, we will invest in production value and content. Two things. Canon would always would invest in one or the other. (laughs) We will invest in both. Mm. And you actually get a return on your investment because you get a shit ton of podcasts.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Probably more than you want, but.
0: Yeah, really. You're going to be flooded with podcasts. and You'd be like, I don't want all these. Well, just swipe on some of them, get them out of there. Yeah. You know, just choose the ones that They're you're not like.
1: all winners. Just, just unfortunately, you don't know ahead of time because we don't right. rate the podcasts about rating things. We probably should. Like, this podcast, yeah. let's be honest, it's really only like a one star podcast. Like, I, mm. I really wouldn't skip this one. Yeah. This episode. I mean, not the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> not this one. I mean, you know, like <laughs> when it's all said and done, we're not done with this one. We'll rate them after the fact. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: But yeah, uh thank you guys for 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 donating and listening and doing all the things and voting and we appreciate you and we're glad you're here. So, until the next time we're all here together listening and talking.
1: <laughs> I'm Chuck and talking and listening. <laughs> and I'm Harlow. <laughs> and this is Vampcast extra. <laughs>